Hi everyone! Welcome to Mabuhay Maxima! This is the podcast that encourages you to experience happiness, compassion, and kindness in a world that really tempts you not to. And this is MR, your host. Hello everyone! everyone! This is MR, your host. Welcome to Mabuhay Maxima! This is again, we are in Season 2. We are talking about the passion of different people. So for today, we are here to talk about the journey of art and traveling. With me today is an artist, an author, and a creative entrepreneur. She's the author of the ABC Art Series, wherein it teaches you the art of calligraphy, journaling, and uh, what you call this? Lettering. And her latest book, Always Be Creating, is a self-help book. Oh my God, I have a copy. On navigating yeah. your creative journey through the four Ps, a must buy. I'm honestly fangirling right now. You can't believe it's ridiculous. Anyway, please welcome Miss Abby C. Hi! Hi! Hi, MR. Thanks for having me today. Oh, no, it's an absolute pleasure. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. Still at home. <laughs> Three months and counting. Well, I have been out, but like just once or twice to go back to the studio. I don't, I, ha- I don't, I don't have regular errands as of now. Maybe this week, but not like super like out, out like within three kilometers from where I live. That's it. <laughs> A very <laughs> distance. Yeah. So you mentioned you every now and then go to the studio. Is there mm-hmm. a project coming up soon? No, I'm just um actually since June started, we started to reopen the shop. So it's been a lot because we had to close like suddenly during mm-hmm. the middle of the lockdown. It was like, okay, no more shipping, no more couriers, no one ships to other parts of the Philippines. So we had to close that and then um End of May, I get a notification like, okay, we're back to regular programming. It's like, yay, but also, oh my gosh, back to so much work. So I have to go <laughs> to the studio like once a week to fill up the orders, get the stocks because I moved all my, my stuff used to be all in my room. So right, right. kind of nerve-wracking to see them there. So yeah, that's what I do regularly. But sadly, the studio doesn't have aircon at the moment. It's kind of broken and we can't it's it's a sauna there so (laughs) i i really have to stay so i just go there to get some stuff and yeah uh pack the orders and stuff yeah awesome well oh i'm glad that you're getting back in business yes (laughs) small steps small steps yeah baby steps it all yeah Will you tell our listeners and viewers all about yourself, your businesses, your journey into art? What is Abby C? Okay, so hi guys. I'm Abby. I'm an artist and author. I'm currently based in Manila. Um, if it weren't for lockdown, I'd probably be traveling a lot at the moment. Um, I My work is mostly centered on hand lettering and journaling and that's also what I build my community from because most of my content is about lettering, journaling. Um, I've been a very, um, growing up, I've been really into drawing as a kid, but I actually didn't take up, ad, um, I was an art student. So it was really like this career has been something that has been accidental, but in a good way because I've been here for more than five years. So I guess it's like, looks like I'm here for the long haul kind of thing. Um, I also teach workshops and I used to give talks um, to 
groups of people also like I'm also present in a lot of book events back then but now I don't think that's possible so I've been hosting like webinars here and there to sort of get people into it and also teach yeah I did some workshops a couple of weeks ago via zoom also so it would be you know better to help other people learn as well even if they're at home so my mission has always been to share what I know and make art more accessible to everyone because coming from a background that I'm not uh, again I'm not an art student so I don't really know the ropes of like what design is I learned everything on my own so I always remind people like you know in Ratatouille like um, who said that <laughs> like anyone can cook so yeah. that's my philosophy when it comes to making art like anyone can make art and make something out of it so Thank you so much. So you mentioned that you weren't an art student. What did you take oh. up in college? Um, I took up uh, advertising management. It's super far off. Like, I think in the context of it's a creative way to handle business because it's the creative side of marketing. But I didn't really learn that much. The only thing <laughs> I, I learned, like the only, I would say though, the thing that I really picked up from that, um, from taking up that major because I, I had a long history with my college. Like, growing up, I was like, I don't know what to take, la la la. And then I settled supposedly in like um, the double major kind of course in La Salle. Mm -hmm. So I, I got um, a liberal arts and commerce course back then because I was like, you know, it'd be cool to have two majors. Yeah, like, I'm, I I'm so happy I, I have two like, majors. Right? But <laughs> I, looked at the, I looked at the flow chart, it was like, Oh my gosh, it's gonna take me five years to graduate. Um oh. maybe no. <laughs> so I I I settled at the last minute to shift out. I think that was like almost like end of second year. And that was kind of late already if you want to move. So I moved to advertising because I initially wanted marketing, but I don't know. I was like, you know, maybe advertising's more fit for me because I do art. But again, <laughs> It wasn't, it was really, it helped me center myself in terms of what creativity meant in the business sense because it's so nice, different nice. Versus, versus like, there's also that far end of like painting as an art. That's a, I'm also not there yet, but that's also one of my goals next time. But I guess what I picked up from advertising is really creative marketing as you know, marketing is a very much like a taboo thing. Like, oh, you have to promote and stuff. But for me, it's really about good storytelling. And that's what I really learned from... Because I also worked in advertising for like right. just 10 months. But the experience <laughs> is enough to let me know that I am not fit for the industry, I guess. So, yeah, I took up advertising management. And the advertising management course that I took up, it's in La Salle. So, it's different from the one in USD where it's like advertising arts. I had uh -huh. wanted to take that. Because that was like, I got in, but I was like, okay, maybe I'll go to La Salle. But um, advertising arts is really like painting, all the tech, traditional technical aspects. Like you have to paint a logo, make a poster. And Ooh. in advertising management, it's really the managerial part. So it's mm -hmm. the handling and advertising agency and managing the business. So it was really different. So people thought I learned art in school, but I was like, no, I spent all the vacation time or like no homework time making, like running a business, doing like sideline projects. So I guess that's where I learned to, to really hone my own creativity. Nice, nice. It's good to hear. So it doesn't really mean that whatever no. course you're studying is the path. Yeah, exactly. 
Well, same here. I'm actually a marketing management uh, oh, really? student. Really? Cool. <laughs> <laughs> but after after marketing, you had to go to like um, a school specifically for flight attendants or like oh, take a course. It depends on the course? airline that you're applying for. Whatever okay. happens, whether you study tourism or whatever travel related course, you'll be obligated to go into their income. Take a training. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, actually, my best friend is also a flight attendant, oh, but nice. in Singapore for Scoot. So yeah, she she's a high she's a preschool teacher. So oh. it's like, but her dream was really to to be a flight attendant. So it was like super cool. She's like, oh, I'm I'm working now for an airline. Like, cool. So <laughs> she travels a lot, and we get to see each other during trips or while I'm a specific city and something. So. It's really cool. Good for you guys. At least you still get to see each other. Well, back then. Now it's like we're stuck at home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, what do you call this? Since you said you're not an art student, you did not um, hone your skills to learning at school, how did you get involved in art, really? Was it uh, a talent or something that you saw on with someone or on the internet? How did it go? Actually, I don't really recall. I just have a lot of drawing books growing up. Mm-hmm. I, in fairness to my mom, she really kept it. And it was, the, you know, some stop growing now and stuff. My mom wasn't really like that. But right. it was really forced into the household as a hobby. It wasn't really, like, there wasn't, no one told me that I could be an artist. I think it's also because I come from a Chinese background. I'm pure right. Chinese, but I live in the Philippines. So, it's really anyway that's for another discussion but yeah i had a lot of sketchbooks drawing books but i also went to art classes but i wasn't really treated properly by some teachers like oh you're not very good la, la. Oh. so i really didn't so i really had this mindset growing up that i wasn't a good artist i was like okay i i like drawing and i think that was enough at the time because i was like okay i probably knew like when someone asked me what my job what career I wanted. You know, when you're a kid, you answer like questionnaires. I would always answer like yeah. teacher or businesswoman, which I think I'm kind of am both. So, so, so yeah, um, what I did was really um, get into it just for fun until like, I think in like um, high school, college, I got into like this emo phase. I don't know if you had that. Or I think we all, everyone in our oh, generation no. had that. All these, like, really, like, really sad and like black and white drawings. And, the and black I, I just ended up, yeah, yeah. Of course, I couldn't do that, but I was like all black and stuff. So, what happened was after that, I really worked on it, but it wasn't, again, it was always for fun. Even in college, it was always for fun, but Moving into college, I was really looking for something new because in high school, I came from a very disciplined Chinese school. So it's really like we don't care about art. We only care about math, science and stuff. So it's like I didn't have a place there. And getting into college, it's like, you know, you can be whoever you want. That's brand new image. Yeah, there's like this. Yeah, I was like, okay, I will be like, you know, tabula rasa and all. So I decided to make a blog on Tumblr. I was like, okay, I'll make a blog. And then I also started a little shop. I used, I bought like five canvas bags, started painting. It was like a self-discovery thing. Right. And 
Yeah, it's actually, I think my anniversary is like June 14. I always remember oh. that because it was the long weekend of um, Independence Day. So I had this little like, okay, the road to productivity. I don't know what I was thinking back then. So I painted on a shirt. I, I, I decorated my wall. Um, I did a lot of creative projects and I started blogging. So I think that was really a way for me to just venture out and express myself because I'm a very... I'm such an introvert, so I don't really know how to share my thoughts and stuff. So yeah, I actually started on Tumblr. And at that time, Tumblr was like, it was a time. Like some other, like my fellow batchmates on Tumblr would say, like it was a golden age of Tumblr. Yes. Because everyone was on Tumblr. Where you, I, it, it was like everyone was reblogging. Everyone had blogs. Everyone had like photos and stuff. Instagram wasn't even, um, there yeah. wasn't even Instagram yet. It was really just self-expression at its finest. Yep. I would like, say. Um, for those who are not aware of the golden age of Tumblr, it's like <laughs> to us, was like Instagram to the young ones right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, it was like, it was like the renaissance of yeah. some sort. And it was really like, it was a time and I was, yeah, I kind of am sad because I don't update anymore, but yeah, it was really a time and I started getting a lot of followers on Tumblr because I posted this like doodle of Owl City. I really mm. love music. So that's what I used to letter back then. And it got like 10,000 notes nice. in like less than a week. I was like, oh, does this mean I'm Tumblr famous? So that, that's where <laughs> it really started. But I, I wasn't really after like the likes and I, I don't think I've ever been that person, but Ever since I, I moved to Instagram, I did freelance projects. It was a long road getting to where I am now, which is like right. a mix of all these like different factors that led to it. So I guess I'm really grateful for Tumblr for in that sense. And this whole community that provides you this opportunity to just express yourself right, and really right. make stuff. And, you know, even if it... I, I remember like my work back then was really... Of course, it was cringeworthy. It wasn't pretty. But, you know, <laughs> the fact that you're posting it there makes people think that you really improve over time. And it's not like an overnight thing. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah that's what I really enjoyed about the platform back then. Yeah, like, I remember Tumblr being a place where you can really be yourself. You can have a million and one internet friends on Tumblr and have no friends in real life. And that's okay. You can post exactly. Share your thoughts and it's like and, no and it was like it. yeah no judgment at all and I think that's what's really great about it it's it's not it's very different from Instagram actually no yeah <laughs> so, yeah it's a it's an entirely different um species so <laughs> we're an entirely different mm-hmm. species mm-hmm. but like I really feel you there when you say looking back your work's sort like cringe worthy like I feel like every artist is um had that moment like I remember my mom do- last week she said that she apparently she kept all of the watercolor paintings that I did when I was Ooh. and she wanted to post it on the family wall with friends and everything I'm like mm-hmm. <laughs> can you not <laughs> just like, yeah but you know it's a good reminder always of how far you've come from yeah, yeah. I still keep some of my my mom also found like really old like I was in third grade and then she's like Let's keep him like, because it, like you know when like the, I even use cotton for the clouds. And stuff. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
Okay, sure, keep it. I don't want to see it, but I think she wants to keep yeah, it. Yeah, so yeah. I think it, it really, um, it really makes a difference. I think in the long run. Right, right. So wait, are you telling me that all of the things happened? It happened in a span of five years, or the yes. everything? What? Wow. No, That's no, no, no. Fast. Okay. Tumblr, Tumblr was 2010, but okay. I was getting into college at that time. So I mm-hmm. had like four years in college. So um, I started being more active in terms of lettering, like I think 2013. I wasn't really sure because I just like reading a lot of books. I'm a very, I think this is what really drove me. It's like my curiosity to try out new things. Because right. back then I was designing for tote bags and I was like, you know, maybe I should try lettering some quotes and stuff. But I didn't know what lettering was. I just like feeling like, you know, I have a sheet of paper. I can fill up the whole thing with letters and words and doodles. But back then, lettering wasn't really something that people knew of as an art form or calligraphy. It wasn't a thing in the Philippines. Right, right. Only in in the States. So I I had to search more about it, like self-research. And it was hard because I didn't have knowledge about, you know, the step-by-step and stuff. But I did start to teach, like, uh, late 2014. I was like, you know, I kind of know stuff about this. So why not teach about it? So people did did learn more about it. But at the time, it was really like, I didn't see it as a way that people would know me of. It was just more of, I enjoyed lettering because I can't draw people. I mean, my frustration (laughs) really... I, I would love to be a painter or like someone who can do portraits, but I, I guess I'm good at drawing letters. So let's let's stick with that first for now. <laughs> so yeah, and then um late 2014, this was also the time I started to work for a company. They immediately hired me after graduation because they liked my work ethic. And yes. I was like, okay, I, I'll stick with it there. But it was kind of funny because the time I was working there, they sort of knew I had this like, you know Hannah Montana where she has like a double life. That, right, that right, right. Life. Oh. Like, you know, I, I go to work and act like, you know, I'm 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 a 20, 21 year old working stuff. And then when I go home, I work on freelance projects. I don't sleep as much. That was a time back then. I'm older now, so I'm like, I need to sleep eight hours. And then um I I did like I would come out, I would be like featured in newspapers, and of course there's a newspaper in the office, no? So, yeah. so they're like is that you? Like, yeah, <laughs> it was kind of like people started to get this idea, like, oh, apparently this Abby is pretty famous in the internet. I was like, yeah, but I don't really like telling people about. I'm not. I'm not a very boastful person. I don't really look at it that way. Um. So yeah, and then uh, following that, a couple of months later, I started to teach more, and I got a call from Summit. Actually, I met one of their editors at an event and then she was like, you know, we're, we're thinking of making a lettering book and would you be interested? I was like, oh, of course. So I kind of like, I remember still in the office and I like tried to hide. Of course, I can't act like, you know, I'm leaving my job. No, of course, that, that, was, that wasn't the plan. Actually, I was really, I had thought about, I was like, should I just quit the job? Because right, honestly, right. I didn't get the, you know, when you start, uh, when you start like, entry-level jobs in advertising, it's really, like, the pre- the salaries really yeah, low. Yeah, just there for the experience. They remove the... T- and I lived, like, two hours away because I live in QC and oh. that was in Taguig. So it was, like, oh. back then, traffic wasn't that bad, but it was really bad. Like, 
I would get to the office for two hours, go home for two hours. So basically, I spent four hours on the road every day. So, so I was like, maybe I don't know what to do with this. But what happened was when I signed on to do the book, um, in, coincidentally, I've been invited to do a TEDx talk in UP Manila. And nice. I was like, okay, I'll, I'll do a TEDx talk. And then I was writing this talk and I gave this talk. And a, a week later, I was like, why am I not following the advice I said on the TEDx talk? The TEDx talks, by the way, it's on my, it's on the YouTube, it's on YouTube, so you can search nice. it at TEDx. Yeah, and I was like talking about how you should find your passion, follow mm. your passion, um, venture into creativity, and allow yourself to be, um, to explore your creativity. I was like, it's kind of like I'm not doing it. <laughs> so I, I had that moment of like, wait, I think I should just resign. And it was also getting to a point. Basically, there was a lot of office drama going on. So it was really, right. if I don't leave, I might not be able to leave ever. after. Yeah, ever. Because oh. like one of, my, one of my heads already left. So Ooh. if I didn't leave, the other, my other colleague would leave. So mm. I couldn't leave because I was one of the original members. So right, right. I was like, okay, now or never. So I sent in the resignation. And basically, it was so difficult because... Looking back, also, I just told my mom. It's like, mom, I'm resigning. How did you take like, it? it? She had no reaction. <laughs> it's a very Asian Chinese mom thing to do. Because in the Chinese community, if you're not working on your own business or you're not working for company or you're just like me, I, I always worked at home. So people thought I was doing nothing. Yeah, right. So like at some point, I get really fed up about it. But I guess I've learned to just deal with it and take it lightly. Right. Like currently, my work from home situation, they're always asking like, let's play a game at noon. I'm like, I have work. It's not like I'm here just sitting down watching Netflix. I mean, sometimes, but it's really a hard concept to grasp. So, yeah, after that, a lot of things happened. Basically, I started writing more books, worked on projects. I did give like a deadline to myself. Like, if 2015 didn't work out, that was the big year where I sort of like got into this full time thing. If it didn't work out, I'd go back to corporate, but well, I'm still here. So, I guess it's. It's it's working out, but it's been I guess it's been a a different focus every year. Like now we're in twenty twenty, so a lot of my priorities have changed from when I first started, and I think that's necessary for growth because if not, I probably get sick of my job, and I don't really want to get to that point because yeah, it's yeah. it's so hard to stop and just quit. I don't know what else to do, honestly. So what's <laughs> the It's it's amazing that you were able to be able to you were able to exercise your passion you were able to do everything and how you said you work from home all the yeah. time so how do you schedule yeah. yourself well i do have a constant like 9 to 5 schedule actually earlier this year i worked already in my office but again i'm back here so that was very short-lived, very much short-lived. <laughs> um, I just, basically, my whole protocol is always, like, I keep a six to eight-hour workday. So, anything beyond 6 p.m. is, like, by I'm not going to work on anything. Right, and right. I wait till the next day. And I usually start the day early. So, like, when you message, like, okay, we'll have a 9.30. I'm like, okay, I'm already up since, like, I usually get up at 7.30 to right, 8. Right. So, 
So it's it's really been helpful because what I do is from nine to five I work mm-hmm. work on everything and then five onwards, five to six usually I do like a workout just to get some sweat. Although now when you sit down you literally just sweat because it's so hot. So hot, and, yes. <laughs> and um after usually I cook dinner or after dinner I read a book or watch Netflix, watch YouTube, whatever is like um, in my circle of curiosity, but right. I noticed also like I take more calls in the morning and meetings, and um, yeah, that's why I mentioned like morning and doing a lot of administrative stuff is like morning for me, like emails, planning the week, um, doing like income statement stuff because I do everything basically, and then the afternoon is mostly for creative work like research, drawing. Um, writing stuff. It can get very sleepy, especially like the one to two time uh-huh. window time. So I I try to sometimes after I eat lunch, I I clean my room or like sort other things. So I get like a bit of movement going in, and then you don't lose yeah, well. No, I'm so bad at <laughs> taking naps. It's it's a workaholic problem. I really <laughs> cannot nap. It's I even force myself to nap sometimes if I get. I don't get enough sleep before the day before. I really have to nap at least like have you heard of like the twenty six minute NASA nap? It's supposed to be yeah, like yeah. hour nap. So sometimes I do that, but I rarely nap. It's 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 a frustration I've had for years. <laughs> like the world is telling me not to sleep because I have to work. So might as well. Well, I feel that there will be a time that you will just. Well, think of it and go. Because I used to be like that. Yeah, like, yeah. I rarely sleep, especially with the flight attendant schedule. Where yeah, sometimes yeah, I sure. work or work at night. Sometimes I work early yeah, in the morning. Yeah. Sometimes in the afternoon. Yeah. So there will be a time that your body will just give up and be like, "Okay, guys, let's sleep." <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to prepare for it. It's yeah. just gonna do the work for you. <laughs> <laughs> I. It's. Um. I am really, honestly, a huge fan because oh, I feel you. that you have achieved something that I've always wanted to do, like do art full time. Um, as my as I've mentioned throughout my episodes with my first season, like my first love is art, really mm-hmm. art. But I guess I have come to terms with the fact that I guess art is not the life that's meant for me to be writing or doing this but i'm still having fun but i'm really happy for you i'm really happy i'm so inspired to achieve what i want to be for myself and i just want to ask if mm, in the five years that you have been doing everything your workshops your books and everything what is your personal biggest achievement that's such a hard question. Okay. It's, it's a lot. It's, I think like every year it changes. And right. I used to be that person. I don't know if it's like I'm a very achievement. I used to be a very achievement-oriented person. Like if I don't write a book this year, I'm not a useful person. Stuff oh, like that. It right. was, it was, it's, a, it's a bad connotation. So I guess in the years that have passed and, you know, getting old and stuff like that, when I realized like I'm way beyond 25, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm old. But anyway, because I started my career at 22. So I was like, um, I would say my achievement now is still being here. I don't know if that counts, but I think 
if I keep saying, I used to say like it was my box, but mm-hmm. as much as I enjoy putting out books, there's also some part of me that just enjoys the process of, I think in terms of projects-wise, I really enjoy right. making books because it's something that, it's kind of like thesis actually. And I enjoy working on my own, so it's really a great way for me to um, compile all these ideas and put them in a book. That's really one of the like most rewarding things that I like doing. But apart from that, I think now it's really still being here and creating more communities. Because I started making Facebook groups late already. I was kind of scared and like, because I don't want it to be like, okay, I make art, now follow me. I don't want want to put myself in that position where I am your leader because I'm not, I don't want to act that way. And I always tell this to a lot of my followers, like, they are, they're always surprised when they meet me, like, why am I so nice? I was like, um, I, think, I think it's really mandatory. Like, I am really that person. I am not this, like, very boastful, like, I'm not gonna talk to you. Like, you know, during, like, um, book signings and stuff, I make sure that everyone gets their book signed. I don't cut off the line. Unless it's like, I'm really tired. But I, I really don't get to that point because I always imagine myself in their boundaries. But, for me, it's right. really important to to let people know that I'm approachable and I just know how to map. Of course, I have to like set my limits, especially on Instagram. Like, I get really, I get a lot of DMs. Good thing I saw yours like immediately, but I get a lot. And sometimes right, it's right. just very like, like they always ask stuff like, um, where do you get your paint and stuff? And I've answered that so many times. You can just Google and, you know. So, yeah, I always have felt that um, the community is really an important part of it because as part, I mean, as part of my mission to really help people make art accessible for them. And I want to teach everyone, but I can't do that. So by building community, it's better for everyone to just get to know each other. And yeah, I'm really enjoying it and really hoping that everyone sort of finds themselves in their creative journeys. Right, I also right. don't like telling them what to do. It's really like, I'm here to guide you, but you're you're you have to do it on your own because right, right. Not, I'm gonna tell you what to do. So it's it's a there's a really big difference between those things. So yeah, I guess that's my biggest achievement so far. So nice to hear, and um, I'm sure you you inspire a lot of people. And I guess in your aim to be achievement, I really hope even in the following years to come, you still get to create, you still get to be relatable to a lot of people. And honestly, you're very, very, very nice. Like before, like five to 10 minutes before the conversation started, I was already here waiting for you to come in. And I suddenly felt, why am I nervous? I've been doing this for a while already. Why am I nervous? <laughs> and I guess it's the thing, man. I'm yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm fangirling. My God. Okay, compose yourself, man. <laughs> anyway, hi. As a last note, what would you like to say to anyone who wants to pursue a career in art for those who have been told that, alam mo, walang pera sa art, unless may connection ka. Yeah. What do you want to say to those people? I I think just do it. Don't Don't get into... I would suggest, like, I didn't get into art by saying, like, I have to earn money. And I know that's a very subjective thing, but you really have to start from a place where you really enjoy it. 
if you're mm-hmm. not sure if you're passionate about art. Like, when you mentioned, like, you know, art was your first love. My first love is also art, but it took me a while to realize that I could do this as a job. You know, if I had another job, I'd probably be a chef. Oh! It's, it's, yeah, I, 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 yeah I, I love cooking. <laughs> I just didn't get it because I feel like if I cook, I probably eat and get really fat. And I'm not really good at... Anyway, that's for a different time. Or probably I would take up yoga, stuff like that. And I think there is always that love for other things and some things that you can turn into a career and you have to be okay with it. Because mm-hmm. at the same time, just think about the pressure that you don't have to put onto yourself. Like, sometimes when I do my journaling or lettering, I feel bad because I know that I have to share this online. And right. sometimes I just enjoy it for the job. I mean... There's some, like, I started, all of my jobs now were previously hobbies. So, there's always this fine line on how far you want to take it and if you're willing to accept the consequences. Like, for example, if you do lettering and some people comment about it and they don't like it or stuff like that, you have to really accept it because it's part of the part of the job it's really the whole thing about hobby and job is really different and if you're someone who's curious about art i really suggest like doing a lot of research like do i really like this what particular because art is so it's a lot like collage and how do you really think you can use your strengths better Because if art is just gonna torture, I don't believe in this tortured artist. I mean, that, yeah, was, yeah. that has always been the stereotype, right, on the internet. But real artists make money and designers really make money because it's, it's also like a topic of conversation. I always tell people, like, I don't like charging people really low just because I do calligraphy your lettering because right. they think it's easy like it's oh your handwriting is so effortless and they don't know that I've been studying penmanship since I was in elementary because in school we had it so right. it's really a lot to process and I'm tired of just explaining to everyone right. what what to like how do they get their mindsets their, their mindsets never change but yeah if you're if you're young I used to just starting I wish I did more when I was younger because I have always kept myself in a box of limitations because mm-hmm. I was like, you're only drawing as a hobby. And as I mentioned, my, my teacher said I wasn't good enough to draw, la la la. And until now, even if I'm older, I studied a couple of um, courses in New York and one of the teachers was like, I just really don't like your work. And oh. I, yeah, and I was like, wow, do you think it's really frustrating because it's really hard to not encounter these things and I think one of the factors of being an artist or if you really want to pursue your passion for art is really like staying strong you have to believe in your own vision also it's it's so hard because people now always tell you like you know there are a lot of people who give advice like friends or when you watch youtube videos like here's what you should do and I just it's so hard because if you're easily convinced, I was like that before, right. you will get sucked in, sucked into this mindset and at the end of the day, you're like, it's really about being curious. Like for me, I do, I do lettering, but there are also a lot of other things in art that I'm generally interested in. Like I like watching films, art yes, movement, yes. I like researching about it. It has to be an active, it has to be an active choice to do right. all these things, to really stay in it. It's not, a one-way thing but I would really say it's gonna be hard like I, I had a webinar a couple of days ago and other people kept asking me the same stuff like 
how do you motivate yourself or how do you because I was talking about how to beat burnout and stuff like right, that because right. it's a regular thing for artists and I keep telling them like you know it's it's really something that you have to encounter you can't just run away because right, it's, right. And it's, I think that's the general advice on life like you can't just run away from your problems at some mm-hmm. point you have to to face it and I think art is no difference and yeah but the world needs more artists. It's really True. always great to have, you know, anything that brights up your day or seeing paintings in a museum in any form, basically. It's really, art does matter in society. So, yeah. It does. We'll be very, very, very lonely and very, very depressed if art yeah. doesn't exist, honestly. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> so, I'll... Uh, Thank you so much, Miss Abby. Um, Thank you. It Thank has you been everyone. wonderful, really, really wonderful. Please tell us where we, where we can find you, your page, you have any upcoming projects, your Facebook groups. Go ahead. Okay, so you can follow me on Instagram. It's at abbyc. Also, my YouTube is abbyc, where I post weekly videos on lettering and journaling. So if you want to get into that, I also post like routine videos because lots of people request for that. Um, and what else? Uh, my Facebook group, you can look up um, Hand Lettering and Creative Journaling Group by ABC. We're working on an invitation to join, but you just have to answer like a few guide questions so that nice. we're sure that you really like lettering or journaling <laughs> or not just lurking around. Um, I actually don't have that much projects because everything's on hold at right. the moment, but I'm not sure if you're familiar with Patreon. I'm starting yeah, on... Yes. Yeah, I'm working on a Patreon this July. So if you, if ever you, anyone wants to help me to create more content, it's you know you can just pledge a dollar, which is like fifty pesos, and then you get access to a lot of stuff. Nice. So nice. yeah, I I will post more updates about that. So yeah, thank you so much, yes, Mr. for having you, me. I really you. enjoyed this morning chat with my with my coffee. <laughs> I'm so happy, and it's really an honor. Like. You're an idol, and I look forward to the day that I get to meet you in person so that you can sign this. Yes, one. yes, <laughs> I would love that. Yes, hopefully soon when all this, like, when the pandemic is over. Oh yes, yes, yes. I really hope it's. Or it's maybe over I soon. could see you when I when I fly using pass. Oh so yes, right? Maybe we'll see. All right, you never well, know. If that is the case, I'll always put this in my cabin case, yeah. just in case. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much, MR. Have a great rest of the day. Thank you so much, guys, for listening and watching. Please like and subscribe. And you know where to find me if you need to message me. It's at MRMaximoPH on Instagram. And also Maxima, also on Instagram, all right? Thank you very much. I hope you got something from this. Enjoy the rest of your day.